Hi, and welcome to the 23rd ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? I guess this week is a woman, Nora Hayden. Hear Nora proclaim that Bob Dylan's voice fucking sucks. Listen to her plug her imaginary queer satanic country band, The Devil's Tambourine. Marvelous, she ensures that she's actually wearing socks in preparation for them to be knocked off by Rush. All this and more, the sound of not getting laid. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Wally's Cafe. Wally's Cafe, the musician's training ground. 427 Mass Ave, Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, I'm welcome to the sound of not getting laid. Well, we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? And today I have with me... Nora Hayden. How are you doing, Nora? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Good. How old are you, Nora? 36. And what do you do? I'm an artist, and I was a bartender for a long time. What sort of art? Uh, I'm a painter. I make murals. Uh-huh. I make comics and portraits. I've and... seen some of your illustrations. Have like you? Those. Yeah. Do you, you post them on the... Oh, on the Facebook yeah. and the Instagram. Yes. And uh, well, what sort of medium are you working in with uh, the, these murals? Uh, spray paint, usually. Spray paint. Oh, yeah, okay. outside. Um, acrylic paint. So where are you from? Uh, I grew up just north of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. New and um, what kind of music were you listening to in high school, college years? Uh, high school? Let's see. I mean, a lot of jazz. Um, some yeah. hip-hop. What kind of jazz? Like, what artists? Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I started like everybody does with Miles Davis, kind mm-hmm. of blue, and then that progressed into Bill Evans. And Ornette Coleman and Thelonious Monk and Eric Dolphy. Um, All the good ones. Yes. I only <laughs> listen to good. Right. You weren't rocking that CD no. 101.9. Like, Char- I think jazz. Charles Mingus, uh, um, that record really yeah. um, was the first thing that I really listened to kind of by myself without anyone. I, I bought it myself and I got really stoned and listened to it and it. You know. Yeah, that's a good one. It is a good one. I, I love Charles Mingus. Just be, I think being a guitar player, I can relate to his, and being into like rock, because he was really into the uh, basso ostinato. He, he wrote riffs. For sure. You know, he wasn't just it was more improvising. Tight. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so out. Right. It was actually easy for someone who was raised on rock and roll to actually progress into jazz totally. a little bit. Totally. Um, and then the record that he made with Joni Mitchell. You know, and if Joni liked him, then I would like him. Right, right, right. <laughs> and of course, she worked with Jocko, too. For sure. Yeah, that was some great stuff. Yeah. Um, but most of, I mean, most of what I listened to in high school was really influenced by my parents. My parents are, my dad plays music or played music. Um, every year on my birthday, he would give me a big uh, CD or case logic library of CDs that he thought were important for me to hear. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and my mother, you know, kind of old hippie, played the dulcimer and like um, was really into folk. Um, a lot of like Pete Seeger and Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell again. Sure. Um, and then she was also really into kind of like new wavy stuff. Or I don't know if the Talking Heads are considered. I don't know what they're considered, but there was usually post punk. Yeah, yeah, there was usually like a Talking Heads record playing. Yeah. Um, they were part of that downtown scene, like yeah. and all that. Yeah, for sure. Television. And then, like watching like TV Party. Remember TV Party? No, what's that? Uh, it was this cable access show that was made in New York in like the Lower East Side in the late '70s, early '80s. No, I don't remember. Oh, what's the guy's name? I forget. But it was just they would have everyone who played at CBGBs come on this cable access television show. Oh wow! And they would get interviewed, and so I got a tape of that. My dad gave me a tape of that, uh-huh. and I was like, ooh. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was always music, always music. And then, so that's like growing up, and then that continued into high school and right. college. Right. It was pretty much that. That was your jam of jazz and like well, when that I, sort of downtown scene. Yeah. Um, I well, in high school, I also discovered the whole Riot Girl thing, uh-huh. um, and Kathleen Hanna really changed my mind about women and political music and also just the whole girls to the front thing. Like I would go to shows, I'd go to all ages shows and house shows. Um, and I was usually one of like three girls there. And then um, we sort of fought our way to the front, um, which was kind of 
Um, when you say Riot Girl music, like what bands are specifically? Like Bikini Kill. Okay. And I mean, even like like throwing muses and like all the like like belly even mm-hmm. or just you know Slater Kinney. Okay. Um, and like Hole, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Know, um, but I mean, take her personality yeah, out like of it. Veruca the music Salt itself. And like. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I remember them. Yeah. Is L7 considered part of that? No. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of... And also there were a lot of girls in my high school who... Remember there was a band in my high school called The Knockers. And it was these, like, (laughs) these chicks in my... And they were all, of course, in my art class. And they, like, had shows. And they would, like, thrash and, like, jam. And I was like, holy shit, these people are really cool. And, you know, I was... I played the piano as a little kid and... Um, kind of taught myself how to play string instruments, and um, but I was always too afraid to really like make up or anything like that, or like play out. It's it's a, it's a whole different thing. Once you're on stage, yeah. yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, yeah, music. Cool. And that stayed pretty much the same through college. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know I, if you went, I went to college. I went or not. to college. I went to Northeastern, uh, and I went there for a year, and then I dropped out and kind of whatever. But before I dropped out, um, I I made friends with some guys in my dorm, and we had a we had a Led Zeppelin cover band um, called Houses of the Holy. Nice. <laughs> we weren't very creative. We just kind of named it after. <laughs> Um, and we would like practice and we played it like the student center and then we played it like frat parties and stuff. Okay, um, so you did play out. Yeah, but it was more like we didn't, we were a fucking Let's Up on cover band. Like we were so lame, we didn't know how lame we were, but we were just like stoners and you know. Right, you went for something safe. Yes. Everybody's gonna like this. Exactly. We can handle it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and also the. The corporate, like the corporations, aren't that complicated. No. Like it wasn't. I yeah. mean, you know, it's a step above, you know, uh, the Kinks or something like that. You know, it's yeah. some of Paige's stuff is pretty. Uh, it was simple. It was yeah. simple, and we could handle it. And everyone seemed to like us because sure. they were really drunk and stoned and yeah, nineteen. So. Uh huh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, what do you primarily listen to now? Is it is it still that same stuff? Have you added new stuff to the repertoire? Um. I like to think that I have my sort of finger on the pulse of new music, but I really don't. And that, um, you know, I, I discover music through like opening acts at shows that I go to, or um, my interesting millennial friends who tell me about um, like underground stuff that's going on still in you know Bushwick. And, yeah, um, anything good. Let's see. I saw a band actually the other night that I'd never heard of and they're called TV Baby mm-hmm. and um, I found out about them um, through uh, Ian Savonius or whatever the hell you say it the guy from I don't know who that yeah is. you don't know who that is yeah. uh, Nation of Ulysses um, Chain in the Gang no okay um, anyway uh, and they were just like the, the lead singer was kind of like like just like sex on stage, like he was just like Mick Jagger and really weird. And then they just had like a drum machine and like a guitarist, and he just like danced and jumped, and and everyone in the crowd was like super uh, right. mesmerized. And anyway, um, and then like there are lots of like, I mean, I guess like the real show that wowed me was like one of the la- was like the last week before Death by Audio closed, and there was this sort of like ninth wave feminist. Uh, like Pacific Northwest bill of all these really young bands um, that were really cool. One of one of whom, uh, Taco Cat, and uh, and then through them I I sort of discovered a band called like, Mothers. Oh God, Childbirth. Um, they've got they've got it. They've got a song called Siri Open Tinder. That's uh, kind of our. I don't know. It's there's there's stuff out there. There's still really cool young people angrily making music and that. Yeah, I'm trying to find some of that. I, I mean, I find stuff that's new that I like. I've really been into Thundercat lately. Mm-hmm. His album Drunk is really good. Uh, somebody turned me on to this band 
the guy was in another, he was in like a hardcore punk band in Britain, but he does a solo project where like he gets a drummer in and he plays all the instruments and does uh-huh. vocals called Christian Fitness. Okay. You know them? No. You know, like songs like Bruce Hated Puppies and uh, Slap Bass Hunks. And it's, it's, but it, it, it's something I've been, I, I love the album Slap Bass Hunks and it's just, I haven't gotten into an album, you know, like I hear songs here and there. I'm like, that's a cool song. That's a good song. But this is like good. Like start every finish. track yeah. is like you want to listen to it over and over. And it's, and it's not, it's not doing an homage to any particular genre. He, he's successfully, uh, you know, meshing like hardcore and punk and prog and, and maybe a little hip hop because the vocals kind of remind me of the streets. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know them by yeah. the title because I never owned them. So first song up, uh, King Crimson, In the Court of the Crimson King. Uh, 1969. Uh, you got a picture there of the boys. I do. What do you think of them? Um, I think I'd go for Michael Giles or Giles. Giles uh-huh. or Giles? I think it's Giles. Yeah. I could be wrong. He's kind of angry and brooding and he's uh-huh. got a cool mustache. Yeah. Um, let's, what does he play? Uh, I believe he was the drummer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It should the guy in the back. The, uh, yeah, yeah, I usually go for the rhythm section, so it's funny that I, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, let's dial it up. Uh, okay. you, you have you have the sleeve here if you want to read along with okay. the uh, libretto. Uh, so here we go with uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man. It's something like Black Sabbath. I mean, it's kind of it's metal. It is. It's, it's metal. It's metal before metal For was sure. metal. It's pre-metal. This is like a year before the first yeah. Black Sabbath record. This sounds. This sounds like Black Sabbath. Yeah. I can't wait to go home and listen to this. Like, get like really stoned, and listen to this. I think that's what you know? a lot of people did back in the day. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean. Well, I like the the, the transition, so you, if, even if you don't like it, it's going to change right. in a few measures anyway. Right. So you Much can just like the weather in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait five minutes. Yeah. It's well, gonna... no, that's New England. <laughs> it's also England. People have said the same thing about... If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Yeah. yeah. See, be... we New Englanders think we, we invented everything. We're the first. <laughs> All right, see? Oh, it's very beboppy. Yeah, true. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but this is, yeah. Very Charlie Parker. Yeah, for sure. And Dizzy, yeah. The bird. I mean, for me, like, my first love, I think, was classical music. And so it has a very kind of, I don't know. Like, you know, I feel like you could listen to this and it would be the soundtrack of whatever you were looking at, you know? Right. Like, you know, like when you're walking down the street in New York and you just see some crazy shit and you have your headphones in and all of a sudden everything, everybody looks like they're a part of this movie that right. you're it, listening it, to the, it works. the soundtrack for. Right. Well, it's you know? especially with, uh, if you're in an urban setting. For sure. I got to know if you'd want to put this on no. while you're camping in New Hampshire. You have to be looking at something right. in order to listen to right. this. You know? Crim- Crimson was always good about capturing that urban angst. Yeah. You know? Have you ever been mugged? I mean, you I grew up in New York, life. so typically if you grow up here, you don't get mugged. You well, get beaten people, up in school. Because the muggers can, like, tell that you're a Yeah, you a know where to go. You know how to hold yourself. You know, okay. I mean, you know, unless... I don't know. I should say I didn't get mugged, but... I'm 250 pounds and six feet tall. Yeah, I wouldn't try to mug you, I don't think. No, But you also don't look like you'd be muggy. You never know. That's true. What if you had a bad meth habit? Everyone's a little muggy. (laughs) That's true. Look, there have been times where, like, I haven't had work for a month, and I start thinking, you know what? I could probably knock over that convenience store. Or you just, like, kind of, like, hang around in Bushwick at, like, four in the morning when all these drunk hipster kids... Or like getting out of Ubers. Oh, that's a and good just idea. Just hold them up. 
<laughs> See, it used to be if if I went to Bushwick in the eighties, I would get mugged. Yes, you would. But I knew not to go there. For but sure. now, if I go there, I'm the mugger. Yeah, I could totally you're, be that. You'd be out of place in you, Bushwick. You give me and not some just ice. because you're like a white dude, but because you're just you know right. You look like someone's uncle who's kind of <laughs> who's like their so, mom. Their mom was just like, hey, like uncle, uncle Matt, you got to yeah. go find my wayward. Teen who's escaped. Maddie, go find Gino. He's in a bad way. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so, anyway. uh, so what'd you think of that? I liked it. Yeah, you were grooving to that. Yeah. Didn't time out. I liked the beginning more than that. I. The... You liked the head. The the. the... Yeah, for sure. And when it they, came back when they at kinda, the end. When they lost their shit for there for a minute, I wasn't too into it. But then I knew that it was going to end, so it's okay. Right. You stuck with it though for the full seven and yeah. a half minutes. So, uh, I'm impressed. And if I want to get my money's worth in a jukebox, I know what song to play. It's really <laughs> right, right. Long. Oh, you could go even. You could do, go like close to the edge. Yes. Yeah. You get a twenty-minute song. Or Hurricane by Bob Dylan. It's always one. It's like eight minutes long, and so. Right. Yep. Or uh, what was the other one? Uh, Sad-eyed La- lady of the lowlands. Wait. Dylan. Uh huh. What record is that? Uh, I think that's on Time Out of Mind. Time Out of Mind is a great record. It's a fucking fantastic record. And that actually, that song, Lovesick, was used in a Victoria's Secret commercial. I didn't need to know that. You should Google it or whatever. (laughs) I think it's Giselle. I I just hate that, you know, all that, that. That imagery that they put forth and what it does to women's self-esteem. Oh, whatever. I don't. You know, like, okay, I get it. We're like, as women in our culture, we're programmed to like feel bad about ourselves, compete with one another, and everything. But at the same time, like, you have to appreciate the beauty of women's bodies, and it's totally fine if they're using it to sell underwear. And like, I mean, I get like the the anorexic, like heroin chic bullshit right. that's disgusting however I mean but these women they don't have like curves they're all yes, they, well they're not like not like a 1970s playboy no not at all <sighs> so, all right, that, so now now would would this be something let's say you're with somebody feeling amorous they put this on it's no 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 this that's, is like this was like no no <laughs> Uh, this isn't, I don't think that, I mean, well, who knows, maybe for, if you have a very specific type of woman who would get off on that. Women that like this, that that only. It's not sexy. It's not like sexy music. It's not like baby making music. It's like, if some guy was like, hey, let's go back to my place and listen to King Crimson. (laughs) I'd be like, Okay, cool. So right. all we're going to do, we're not going to fuck. Right, right. We're basically, can I swear? Of I course, swear, yeah. Uh, we're not going to fuck. We're just going to sit and listen. And, like, you're going to get off to King Crimson, and I'm going to sit there smoking in the corner right. while you, waiting for you to finish. And then. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, right, right. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I love this stuff, but this, I'm sure. not going to put this, this on. This is listening to your, this is, this, is a, this is music that's meant to be listened to alone or at a show with a bunch of other, like, pre-metal heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, like, when I go to a show, when I go to, like, a metal show or, right. like, a like punk show or a garage rock show, I'm not there to, like, hook up or, like, meet somebody or whatever because everyone's so focused on the music, they don't give a fuck about who's, who's next to them. That's interesting because... Uh... No one cares. No one has that mindset. I mean, I went to a show the other night, and it was like my friend's band. They were opening up for this guy called Chris Brokaw, who uh, is a, I think he was born in New York, but he played in Boston. He played in a, you know, great bands. I'm a huge fangirl. But uh, I went with a girlfriend, and she was just like, oh, man, there are so many dudes here. And I was like, you're not going to meet a dude at this show. (laughs) You know, and I was, she's like, why not? And I was like, because they're all here to see the band. And then they're going to go home and listen to the record that they just bought and try on their merch. And, right. and you know, yeah, like, totally. and you could just tell, like, no one, you know, we were there. Right, and right. I was like, up front, I was like having a moment 
said hi to my friends, and then we left. It's a different set like, of priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like a, it, but you, you go to a show as a, as a woman, especially as a, a musician, um, or just someone who's in the music world, you go to a show and it's just like you and a bunch of dudes in black hoodies who are like <laughs> yes. super psyched to be there. But, you know, maybe you meet that you see them at the bar after the show. Right. Like, hey, we got that show. Yeah, it's cool. And then that opens it up. But Right. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you're not you're not trying to hook up with somebody in the bathroom at the show. No. That, I mean, well. <laughs> <laughs> a story just popped into your head. Yeah, for sure. This is when my mom's going to be asked to stop listening. But I mean, like, the, I mean, also, I think it's an, it's an age thing. Right. Like, I'm not I'm going to a show because, like, I'm super psyched that I'm actually like I have a night off or I have the money or whatever to like go to a show like I look forward to shows now right um if I'm looking to like meet somebody I just I don't know walk down the street or go to a bar or something right you can make a night of that you don't have to combine that with going to a show because then it's a distraction if you really want to go see the music you're going to see the music I mean a lot of times I don't even like going to see shows with people I'm dating Right. Because it's like, I'm like, oh, you, oh, let's hold hands. Like, let's like, lo- like, let's look at each other and stuff. Like, no, I'm <laughs> like, I'm going right. to usually like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go up front. And like, yeah, like if you find me, cool. And then we'll, I'll see you later. And anyway. Well, and, and that's how it should be. I mean, you shouldn't have to. I mean, you know, unless you, you know, people are, some people are really insecure about their uh, connection with their significant other and need to have them there yeah, for all sure. the time. But if, if you got a solid relationship, you shouldn't have to be doing. That, that 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 like you said, that could be an age thing. If you're young, you're more insecure about that stuff. If you're older, you're like, yeah, you go do what you need to do. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna be right here. For yeah. sure. All right. So what's next? Uh, what's next? Moving on, we're gonna go to 1971. Uh, Genesis. This is Genesis with Peter Gabriel fronting the band. Well, of course. That's the only Genesis to listen to with Peter Gabriel fronting the band. Well. I mean. You know, there's more Genesis with Phil Collins on the vocals than there is with Peter Gabriel. He was really only there for like five years. Five years is enough. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. So we're in uh, 71. The album's uh, Nursery Crime. Yes. <coughs> Phil is uh, Phil's behind the drum kit. He's in the band, but he's, he's back there whacking on the drums. He, he was a great drummer. Uh, the song we're going to hear is The Return of the Giant Hogweed. Let's listen. Let's listen. I love the album art. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. It's like kind of saying fuck you to like English establishment. Yeah. They were very much about that back in the day. Now there was this joke. I worked in a rock club um, called the Middle East in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Great club. Um, yeah. It is, and it still is a great club. Is it still there? It's still, it's like one of the last ones that's still that's there. It's fantastic. Um, and they're not going anywhere. It's a good venue. Um, yeah. I mean, I was sort of raised there, really. I mean, mm-hmm. anyway, um, one of the bartenders had this joke when, uh, you know, some... We'd be talking about the band that was playing, or if it was like, especially if it was like a super group of like guys and from different bands. And, um, you know, they would say like, "Oh, that guitar player is really good." And then the joke was, "Yeah, but they were way better when they were in Genesis." <laughs> 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 so like. Nice. Boston's a college town, and there'd always be some college kid who wanted to get laid or whatever, and it's like, I'm going to learn how some Dave Matthews songs on my guitar, oh. and then I'm going to have my band play, uh-huh. and make a band, or, <laughs> I don't know. No, don't hold back. Rip those bastards a new asshole. No, I mean, I feel like also, if you're like, if you're a creative type, um, artists, musicians, I think that you spend a lot of time growing up being the weirdo that everyone else makes fun of. Sure. And so it was kind of nice to be able to make fun of the popular kids. Right. Especially when they're on stage trying to kind of do what you do naturally. Right. Um, right, right, right. So it was kind of a nice, like, weird... I mean, we were assholes, but, like, 
You see like, the yes. jock that you went to high school yeah. with trying to do a dropkick yeah. Murphy's band and he's just not pulling it off. Yep. <laughs> a little a little schadenfreude going on there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bernie Sanders was so much better when he was in Genesis. When he was in Genesis. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it's not called Teenage Wasteland. It's, it's not. Bob O'Reilly. It's not. That that song used to depress me so bad when I was getting wasted as a teenager. Oh. And it's it, it should have been an anthem. You know, I should yeah, have been doing rails it, like, nope. and smoking weed. I'm like, yeah, we're all wasted. But I was just like, oh, fuck, they're right. Yeah, it's really I'm bad. wasting my life and I'm not even 20. Damn it. It's okay. So what do you think of Genesis? Genesis is fucking awesome. You love that song. Yes, I do. You like, like this album. Record. You know this album. I do, actually. This is the album that most people don't know when they come in to listen. Really? Yeah. Um, well, most people I, are familiar with Phil Collins. I first Genesis was introduced to this record by my high school boyfriend. He was super into, like, Procol Harum and the Moody Blues. Sure. Um, his dad Pro- was... Proto-prop. This, yeah, for sure. Albums, yeah. Um, Those bands. And then... He was like a wrestler, so he had all this hype. He had this hype music to uh-huh. get him like amped up. Sure. Um, a lot of lot of like classic rock and like weird metal, and that was yeah. Um, and this is the stuff that my parents didn't listen to. Like my right, my dad was like Rolling Stones, jazz, and just rock. You know, mm-hmm. English rock. Right. And then, like, he didn't like Led Zeppelin. Um, he thought they were kind of bullshit, uh, put together by well, put together put together by record producers because that they sort of were. Well, and it was put together like by Jimmy birds. Page, yeah. who who was a record producer and a session guy before right. that, right? He did the Yardbirds and he yes. used to do session work for like Donovan, right? And uh, a bunch of other people. But uh, can't think of. but also they were, I mean my parents were born in the '40s and so they had they were listening to the '40s. Yeah. So your parents had you late. Yes. Either that or my parents had me early. Well, late for 1981. My mom was 32, which is basically geriatric, you know. Um, late for childbearing. Yeah, yeah for well, sure. Well, but back These then, days, not so much. But back yeah. then, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of my friends' parents were in their early 20s. And kids. Yeah. My mom was 19. Yeah. When she got um, so anyway... Uh, the whole, like, they were too old for punk. They were, you know, they, they grew up on... Right. My mom was, like, listening to Leslie Gore and... Right, you know, Sunshine, she, Rainbows, yeah. and Lollipops. Yeah, and, uh, and then, I don't know. Uh, so this whole, the era of, like, the late 70s and, and mid-80s and was kind of, they were busy just... Raising kids. Raising kids yes. or just doing their careers or being right, right. cool. And I remember the first time I had a babysitter, I think my mom went to see Odetta. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, Which is great. Yeah. You know? But uh, I don't know. My parents got divorced when I was really little. And so my dad was a weekend dad. What do you mean really little? Like Five. three. Oh, wow. So, so you don't really remember them being together. Not really. Well, some spotty memories. But anyway, so my dad would pick me up on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived in the city in Boston. My mother lived about 30 miles north on okay. the North Shore. Um, and we would get in his little VW, and he would be blasting music the whole ride down Route 1. It was like a 25, 30-minute ride. But it was like 50s jazz going into would, early 60s rock. jazz and the Rolling Stones. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Beatles sometimes. Right. How do you feel about the Beatles? I like the Rolling Stones. That's, that's the question. <laughs> Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones. Uh-huh. Um, I like the Beatles. I like. I think. I love George Harrison. I loved him. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's my favorite Beatle. Yeah, I actually cried when he died. He was the first like celebrity that I actually cried when he died. It was a blow. Yeah, yeah it sure. was a blow to my soul. Yeah. But I like what the Beatles did after the Beatles better than the actual Beatles. Really? Yes. Specifically, who? Well, like George Harrison's like George "All Things Harrison. Must Pass." Yes. Is a great album. Oh. Uh, um, you can tell he had all this material building up. Right. And even, I think, John Lennon stuff after the Beatles was really yep. fucking good. Yep, yep. Um, the Plastic Ono Band. Yep. and Yeah, yeah. So. All that stuff with Phil Spector and Harry Nilsson. He was working yeah. with Harry Nilsson. They were getting fucked up. And they started getting a little prog people. toward the end, though. 
Like they got a little out there, mm. but I wouldn't say it's like Prague. No, no, because I mean, psychedelic and... some people like people consider Pink Floyd Prague, and I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. And Jethro Tull, I'm like, no. You don't think Sticks. Jethro Tull is Prague? Thick as a brick is a very Prague album. That so, album, but like Aqualung, yeah, no, um, not so much. Well, I don't know. Like, how would you define? Prague. Progressive rock, shortened as Prague, sometimes called art rock, classical rock, or symphonic rock, is a broad subgenre of rock music that developed in the United Kingdom and United States throughout the mid to late 1960s. Initially termed progressive pop, the what about like, like, like we were talking about Pink Floyd the other day, and it's like they don't have upbeat songs. Like, think about Pink Floyd songs. Like, no. is there one that's like, there Money. isn't. That's money. Yeah. That's about money. Boom, that's boom, 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 but that's this, which is moderate. Right. That's not super fast. Yeah, no, fast. it's not right. You know, they definitely they don't do any that. like you know cut feel like. You sure. know. Um, but what about like lyrically? I feel like the with what what I've been listening to or what I've listened to in my life with like the stuff so that's considered prog is kind of like allegorical. You know, like talking about villages and maidens right. and right. stuff, but actually talking about how difficult it is to be alive and you know, like or like right. or what about like. Bands that are out now that are considered like neo prog, like like a band like Midlake. Right. Yeah, I don't know them, but okay, I'll look them up though. Yeah, um, or we'll put it on after this or something. Yes, for yeah. sure. Okay. Okay. Next record. Um, next we're going to we're still in 1971, but this is yes. Yes. The album is fragile. Okay. The uh, the song we're going to hear is roundabout, but take a look at these pictures of the, of, of these guys in there. Ooh. There's, there's, uh. Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> and then. <laughs> These look like, uh, glam wizards. Yeah, Mr. Rick Wakeman with his, uh. Look at all those keyboards. Yeah, they had a lot, you know, this was before they could jam all those sounds into one unit. So they would drag around a Hammond and a clavinet and a Rhodes piano. And uh, all that sort of stuff like that there. Are they from L.A.? Is they no, they're British. They're British? Everyone we're listening to today is British, with the exception of the last band, uh, who are Canadian. Canadian. Oh, very cool. Canadian. Canadian. Canadian? Canadian. That's not really Okay, I that. think my favorite <laughs> is... Again, the guy in the back who looks a little angry and brooding, Chris Squire. Oh, and I also player. really, yeah, the rhythm Again, section. Again, you're going for the, I rhythm, go for the rhythm section. Rhythm. I, yeah. can point, I can point them out. If you give me a lineup uh-huh. of like 100 dudes and bands, right. I, could, I you would. Can find... Yep, bass player, drummer. Okay. Always. Chris was a big fucker, too. He was like 6'5". Yeah, for sure. And I like his weird little macrame vest. It's very yes, cute. His, uh, his granny square sweater vest, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. You want to get into it? Yeah, for sure. All right. So, yes, 1971. The album's fragile. Song is roundabout. It almost doesn't need the vocals at all. I mean, I like the harmonies and everything, but it could—it would stand on its own. Right, or or instrumental. The the lyrics don't matter. Like you, yeah. You kind of need the vocals, or you need those lines for sure as part of the arrangement. But it doesn't matter. Like they're talking it about. Be humming. They're talking, they're talking about, about, about traffic circles, right. or, or what did you call them in Boston? Rotaries. Rotaries. Yeah. But it's it's whimsical, and it's very like it's nice to just like. Words that are just talking about swirling clouds, and right. you know, it's kind of it's perfect. And if you had a head music full of acid, you weren't going to have a bad yeah. time. Or not even a, music doesn't have to mean something all the time. Like lyrics don't have to be meaningful every single time. Like right. hence, like the woohoo is one of the best lyrics <laughs> ever written. Right, right, right. You know. But I think like a product of like listening to a lot of different genres all the time I'll forget about genres sometimes and I'll like start listening to them again I'll be like oh wait oh yeah I remember when I was super into this yeah and it brings you back or even like forgetting about a band like I like 
I, I was in a store the other day and, and Credence was playing and I was like, oh shit, I haven't listened to Credence in like three years. Like, I'm gonna go home and listen to Credence. They're such a great band. They're such a great band. I mean, Bob Dylan's voice. Right. Fucking sucks. He, oh, even his guitar right. early on was not too like, well. But it, he gets the point across and you feel something anyway. Remember when my dad gave me a, a Love Supreme? He was like this. I, what he, I was like 12. And he was like, this is what it sounds like to find God. <laughs> and that's what that record was. Yeah. It was like he reached this closeness with his the universe that, you know, it was like the just oh my god. Yeah, I went there's this jazz club in Boston called Wally's. It's been there since the thirties and it's just this little hole in the wall in what used to be a really shitty uh black neighborhood, the mm-hmm. South End. Now it's all fancy. Um but a lot of my the guys I went to high school with went to Berkeley College of Music, and they were sure. they played jazz. Um, you know, white boys from the North Shore of Massachusetts, like right. who could really, really, really play. Right. Um, and so I would go in underage and just sit there and watch them play, and it was really cool. Um, Very cool. But uh, but it's funny because like so they would have these open jams for Berkeley students. Mm-hmm. Um, there's music every night, and it's a really magical place. Wally's Cafe on the corner of Mass Ave and Columbus in Boston, Massachusetts. You have to go there. Everyone knows Wally's. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was funny because all the the Berkeley kids, like they were all taught, like every like whenever they were they were playing, it would all go back to what's the first track on Kind of Blue, whatever that song. So called. what? So what? They would always come back. Like whenever whenever they didn't whenever they wouldn't know what to do, they got kind of lost. Someone would just like the 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 upper bass would be like, and then they would all be like, okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good cue to go. Oh, we all know that song. Yeah, sure. Or sort of whatever. But anyway, that's kind of a kind of a tangent. But that's okay. This is open to tangential conversations. All right, so that was yes. Yeah, what do you think of yes? I like yes. Yeah. Not my favorite, honestly. You're not gonna run out and buy this no. record. No, I mean I'd like to maybe like frame this picture of Rick Wakeman. Of Rick Wakeman. The one with all his keyboards, or the one in all the Keatsonera chair. All the keyboards, keyboard porn, if you will. <laughs> yeah, gear porn, sure. And I like his outfit; it's really sparkly. Yeah. It looks really pretty. Well, I've had some arguments with people as to what that item of clothing is called. Uh, it's a cape. Close. It's a. Oh, wait. Do you know the answer? I do now because I've. But somebody said it was it's a cap. It's a cloak. It's a cloak. It's a cloak. Because it goes to the oh, feet. Oh, yes. A cape typically a cape, oh. would go to your waist or maybe okay. your mid thigh. No, a caftan actually. A caftan actually wouldn't open in the front. Right, and it has arms. Yes. It's like a muumu. Yes. It's like a muumu for non-fat people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But my friend Lisa, who's who, like a who, drug rug, is technically a caftan. A what? A drug rug. What's a drug rug? It's those things that the hippie kids wear. That um, it's ugh, you'll see one. I mean, like a dashiki. Kind of. But a dashiki. It's a dashiki for like trustafarians. Right. Um, it just kind of opens in the middle, and it's usually striped, and mm-hmm. they're really warm. So. I thought that was a, uh, a jaliber. A what? A str- jaliber. I've never heard of that. All right, what's next? What's next? Next up. Is it uh, yellow? No. What is this? What ELP. Is this? ELP. Oh, okay. Emerson, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Palmer. So, so Greg Lake from the first band uh, is in this. And this, you, you made mention of uh, supergroups. Yes. This was a supergroup of their time because these guys came from Keith Emerson. <laughs> of hellfire <laughs> this is better trust me custom built moog since yeah he was one of the first uh, moog uh, users he had oh, a big it wall moog? Of... it's not moog you know i've had people correct me and say moog so i think it's because yeah. it's like scandinavian with a double o no moog. i think he's a jew from new england bob moog hmm. but he was some nerd and he made synths, cool. and these guys used them. 
So um, this is 1973, and this okay. is... Uh, we have so, a lot of prog rock to listen to. We have to like... Not much. No, we got this and one more song. That's it. Yeah. It, maybe it, next it, time, maybe next time we could have 10 records instead it, of it five. Can't, it can't be a three-hour podcast. It can't. But that would be kind of prog because the songs are really long, so it would be very prog of you to have a really long prog. Like, okay, settle in. It, right, 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 right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know... And, No one cares. No one. Oh, really? Yeah. The, okay. It's, it, so I, it's a control. It's like an experiment. So there's a control. There yes, that's control. the control. Yeah. And and I'm the same for every episode. The 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 variable is you. Okay. I'd like to see the chart at the end of the. You know. Yeah, I'm not that nerdy. I'm just gonna do some kind of conclusion episode. So, I don't know. Some women like it. Some don't. I don't know why. <laughs> What's the theory? It's just the myth that people, that women There's, generally don't like prog rock. It's a myth. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I know women. No one cares. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Yeah, what's going I on there? The kind of like Baroque style portraits, too. You, really? You think so? Oh, yeah. You're the first person to bring that up. I guess that's probably what they're going for here. Yeah. Because very, they're, they're like, very classically like they need, influenced. Like we need halos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Vaseline on this lens. Yep. Yep, yep. Or are those photographs? I thought they were paintings. No, they're yeah. photographs. They're probably made to look like oil paintings. Well, maybe. My new um, portrait series will be Emerson Lincoln Palmer yeah. portraits. There you go. Yeah. All right. So 1973. Okay. Emerson Lincoln Palmer. The uh, album is Brain Salad Surgery. <laughs> Why is that funny? It sounds, it sounds like a Rick and Morty episode or something. Like Fair enough. Or like this is my new band. The song. The song is Carnival Nine, First Impression Part One. I find that, no, I find that as I get older, I kind of go back to stuff that I listened to when I was younger or, or giving things like a, a second listen that I didn't really, I thought I was too cool for or whatever when I was younger. Right. Like actually listening to stuff that people who are older than I was were, were really into. Um, it's kind of like going back and like reading all the books you were supposed to read in mm-hmm. high school that yeah. you just read the Cliff Notes for. Or the ones that you read and you reread them to right. see if they hold up. Yeah. And or TV or movies. For sure. Same thing. Yeah. Like there are just some... Some things that are classics that are timeless that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna enjoy for the rest of your life. Like actually taking a regger out of its sleeve and putting it on the turntable and actually listening to it and not just clicking a thing on your phone or computer um, makes you really think. Same thing with like rolling a cigarette. Like I'm gonna roll this cigarette and I'm gonna right. smoke it right. and enjoy it and actually focus on it. Um, You'll hear like I was listening to this song, uh, Spooky. What's the band? Spooky Bones. UK band. Late sixties. Spooky. Spooky Bones. Yeah. Were you listening to something on the way here? Spooky something. Spooky Bones. I think it's Spooky Bones, right? Song called Evil Woman. Evil Woman is ELO. Right, but there's a version by Spooky Bones. Oh, did ELO cover it? I don't know if it's covered. I'm assuming. I didn't listen to the ELO version. So, what did we think of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yeah, it's okay. It's a little too, it's a little too indulgent. Uh huh. A little too, uh, too fast, too much, and I didn't like the weird effects where like, it went. In one ear, and the, 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 the other. hard yeah, panning, yeah. yeah, hard panning. Too much. Too um, much. Yeah, it was a little too. Sometimes I listen to some prog rock, and it makes me think of that uh, Christopher Guest movie, the the uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, where it's kind of it's they're kind of caricatures of themselves a little bit, where it's a little yeah. too 
much, a little too extra, as right. the kids say. Um, These go to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, classic. and I think it's also kind of like the, it's, it's really musicians' music, you know? Like yes. It's really, it's really complex. It's, it's based on classical music and it kind of hits on a lot of different genres, but also like, I find that the, the specifically men that I know who are really into bands like Rush and Yes, and they're like they're hardcore musicians, um, right. and they listen to everything. And there's a lot to listen to. There's a lot going on. It's dense. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, like you Sometimes can take, it's you can too take much. out like five parts of it and still have a completely fluid song that makes sense. Right. You know, it's like it's just it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, in a in a, a good way, but it's it's like whew, all right. Let's take it back down from an 11 to like a five. So you're not going to buy that record? No. No. But I'm and sure. If, I'm sure. If I had it, I could sell it to some nerdy <laughs> guy in Barrage for a lot of money. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, somebody's trying to put the moves on you, and they throw this on. Nope. Yeah. I would not be picking up what they were putting down. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, fuck you, ELP. Well, no, not... No, I'm I mean, kidding. I'm joking. It, it, I'd like to listen to the other tracks on that record to maybe form a better opinion. However, if that's the only one that I get... Or maybe a different record. Okay. Like, if you heard their, their first record, it's not that noodly. Okay. It's not that... They're not doing... You know, like Lucky Man was on that record. You remember that song? How does that go? Oh, what a lucky man! Oh, yeah, he I love was. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was one of the. Greg Lake used to do some nice ballads like that. So. When did Prague end? I think we're about to hear when Prague ended, and I would say that's the 1980s because even the bands that were still around, Rush was still around in the 80s, Genesis was still around in the 80s. They, but they weren't doing all this crazy noodly stuff. Okay. So that's why I ended it with this record that we're going to hear next, which is Rush, Moving Pictures. Before 19... we start. Huh? Before we begin. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to excuse myself and grab a cough drop because I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> My friend was like, well, what's what's worse, a hatred for Neil Young or a, a deep love for, like, Dave Matthews' band? Right. You know, it's kind of I mean, like, right. like everyone has different tastes, you know? Yes, I was just going to say, you can't, you can't find somebody, you can't find a significant other that's going to love everything that you love. Right. And they may hate it. And, you know, I it's like cool. prog rock. It's not popular with the ladies. I'm not going to put it on. When somebody's coming over. You just want to get under the covers and listen to Neil together. And like, I feel like they're. Because Neil is good that way for for bedroom music and snuggling. If, yes, if you, if you, if someone, yes. Like, (laughs) I feel like there are like 5 million dudes in this city and most of them are going to not hate Neil Young. So I'm just going to have to find one of them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I just, nope. I don't think you have to cast a wide net to find a dude who likes Neil Young. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to go find where all the dudes are that are a little, yeah. Angry and poor. Angry and poor. And, go and to the local dive bar. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> anyway, okay, rush, rush, rush. <laughs> so, so we're back We're back from a break. Prog rock. Uh, arguably, yes. The 80s. Not that album specifically, but the 80s is kind of where prog rock died. No one cares. All right. I'm ready for my socks to be knocked off. You are wearing socks? Yes. Okay. I like that you had to check. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I am not. So. Sometimes sometimes you leave your apartment and you're just like, oops, I forgot socks. It's fine. So, okay. Rush. Oh, I know this song. This is a great song. Moving pictures. Come from the land of the ice and snow. <laughs> I think I never liked Rush because I just don't like that high 
Kind of. I felt like the 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 pitch and the just how high he is doesn't go the with vocals. everything else, right? Right. But anyway, I remember like going over to my friend's house. It's like a, in like a middle school, and I would always be like really interested to, to find out what people's older siblings were listening to. Right. And um. Yeah, because this is a little bit before my time. Right. But only by a few years. Only like, by like only five by or like, seven years. Like five yeah. grades, you know? Like, right, exactly. So like my friend's older siblings were in high school. We were like in fifth grade. And they'd be like going to shows and like, I remember like. Um, and they were doing the drugs that were yes. popular with their generation, right. you know? Like we were doing LSD and mushrooms and mescaline instead of crack. And you right. know, whatever was uh, ecstasy. Or there was always that one kid. Ecstasy was There's popular. That, like, one, yeah, yeah, the designer drugs. Yeah. Um, I, I miss that. So, what'd you think of Rush? I like Rush. I mean, uh... <laughs> that is not exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I think it's just it's just the vocals. I can't. For for me, his voice doesn't go with the the deep heaviness of the rest of the music. It's just it's out of place for me. It's like an opera singer. That's just going too high, and I don't know. I, I think it's just a it's a personal preference for me. I just right. don't like his voice. It's just a little too, no. I don't it, like it. it is an odd juxtaposition. I would love to just take out the vocals and uh -huh. listen to it, it'd just little, instrumental. It'd be a little boring then, I think, without the vocals. Well, Maybe a different vocalist. Who else could sing for this band? Oh gosh. Like, what if you got Roger Daltrey? <laughs> To sing for Rush. No. How about Elton John, your favorite guy? Oh, God. Billy Joel. Better, Billy. but still not right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're not going to buy moving pictures? I, I have a lot of records. I don't need to buy any more. <laughs> well, so do I. But I still keep <laughs> buying them, man. You know? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. It's I not already, a must. -man. I have that Genesis, Genesis album already, and I think right. I actually bought it because I like the album art. I like it. Oh, I'm supposed to plug also my imaginary uh, band that my friend and I uh, thought of. I think it's a it's a queer, satanic, country band called the Devil's Tambourine. I am all over that yes. like stink on a monkey. Yeah. So yeah, I decided to do that because I told my friend I would. What's we it called? Devil's Tambourine. Devil's Tambor. You have a website? Uh, we will. I'll you make you an Instagram. I'll make an Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's like work, let's work on merch, and then we can, we can you know, we can. Don't, write e don't even make a CD. Just make set lists. Yeah, yeah. Written in, yeah, in yeah. like with stains on them, yeah. and you could sell those as posters. Oh my god. There you go. Yeah, totally. So, in summation. Yes. Nora. Yes. Do you like prog rock? Yeah. Well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got a yeah from Nora on the subject of Prague. Like to thank my guest Nora Hayden. Without her, I would have photoshopped myself into vintage porn magazines. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, if a podcast is not playing, isn't in the woods, no one is not around to not hear it, it not doesn't suck. What? 